with Hashem himself, we're learning Saita Daf Lamid. We left off on Daf Lamid Amadalev, five lines from the top. We, were, we are in the middle of the sugya that began with the Mishnah, in which Boi Bayoin Rabbi Kiva expounded Koil Asher Betoicha Yitma Yitama. And he had, Rabbi Kiva had a, a, a source in the Torah that even Chulin can become a Shlishi. So on this says the Gemara, again, Lamed, five lines from the top, Omar Avasi, Omar Av, or Amrila. other people said that the following was said by Rabbi Ben Isi, in the name of Rav, that we need to know that the following Tanoim, Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Yoisi, and Rabbi Yoshua, and Rabbi Elazar, and Rabbi Eliezer, they all hold the ain sheni shlishi bachulin, not like Rabbi Kiva, that there is no shlishi by chulin, the farthest that a chulin can become, oichlin, is a sheni. Says the Gemara, one by one, how do we know that each of these tanoim hold that there is no shlishi by chulin? Says the Gemara Rabbi Meir, the Tanan. And now, a few days ago, we questioned where was that sugya? And it is in Shabbos that we learned that the following there were Yut Ches Dvarim that were decided in the attic of Hananya ben Chiskiya ben Gorin. And those 18 halachas that were decided in this person's attic, a lot of them were related to Dinim, Tuma, and Tarom. And we learned in the Mishnah, in Mesechtes Parim, that kol hato'un seifrim, that whenever a person has to go to the mikvah, only midrabanan. And as we learned two daf ago, we spoke out, that midra'iraisa, a person, Adam and Kalim, can only become a Rishim. That is the furthest down the line that they are susceptible to Tumah. Midrabanan, Adam can even become a Sheni. And let's read here inside Rashi a few of the cases where a person has to go to the mikvah, Midrabanan, or wash his hands only Midrabanan because the person's body or the person's hands are considered a Sheni. So Rashi says, Kol haton You see together on the right side, like four or five lines on top of the level of the Gemarim, that kol shuhu tar minatayra. Wherever we have a case where a person is tar minatayra, however, vechachamim hizgikuhu lavei b'mayim vilahi tar. For example, kegoyin haba roishayveruba b'mayim shoven. If a person was a tful yoyim, meaning a person was avatuma, and they are at the end of their seven clean days of counting, and they go to the mikvah on the seventh day. And then, the din as we were learning, from then they can have chulin, they can have maizasheni. At night, koin can have truma. If they were mechusir kipurim, after the kapara, they can eat kachim. The chachamim said that when they go to the mikvah on the seventh day, after going to the mikvah, in mayim chayim, the person who's tummy, if he were to enter into non-kosher mikvah waters, even not in his entire body, just his head and the majority of his body, mid and he becomes a sheni l'tumah. 
Now the Rabbanani becomes a Sheni Lutzman. Why did they say that? Because the mikvahs then, like some mikvahs today, were not that clean. And therefore it became very common that after people went into the mikvah, so it was some type of spring water that was gathered in a natural cave. And they went in there. And then they wanted to clean themselves. So they would wash themselves off. Or they went into Mayim Shovim. And an observer might have mistakenly thought that that which was done at the end is what brings them the tahara. And they mistakenly can think that you can get rid of your tumah with Mayim Shovim. So the rabbis made a decree. If you entered only in your, in your majority in Mayim Shovim, you're going to become a Sheni Lotumah. Now many people mistakenly apply this to today. And that's a big mistake. Because people who go to the mikvah today are not getting rid of Av HaTumah. We are all anyways Av HaTumah because we are Tmei Mace. In other words, we go to the mikvah today only to get rid of Tumas Keri, Tfilas Ezra. Tfilas Ezra can lechatchila be done in Mayim Shuvim. So true, we Midrabanan, we become a Sheni if a person were to go to the mikvah and take a shower. Certainly go into the mikvah and go into some type of bath water that's not kosher for mikvah waters. But why would we care if the person becomes a Sheni if we're an Av? It doesn't affect, it doesn't make anything worse at all. But when a person, when the Mashiach is coming and we're going to have the Afar Pada and we're going to be able to be in a state of Tara, then when we become Tomei, after going to the mikvah, we will not be allowed that day to go into Mayim Shuvim. That is one of the rabbinic laws. Let's just continue Rashi, because this will be relevant for soon. Or, the Chachamim made another takana, that if a person is going to eat foods that are tamay, food can become a rishon, food can become a sheni, right? That was the whole pasik we learned in Shemini. That if there is a sheretz that goes into the airspace of a earthenware. So the earthen keli becomes addition. The Torah says anything that's in that utensil, food, will become tummy, At least, even without Rabbi Kiva. So there's a sheni tuma midoraisa. If a person were to eat that food, now there's a minimum amount. So a pras, remember, is either three eggs or four eggs. So a chatzi pras is either an egg and a half or two eggs, if a person has that amount of tummy food, midrabanan, the person becomes tummy. And we'll see actually soon to what level. Or what's common today, washing our hands, right? We do it every morning, to wash negel vaser, to wash our hands. And before we do that, our hands have a level of sheni. All of that is by rabbinic law. And the level of Tumah, Midrabanan, is of Hashemi. So let's go back into the Mishnah. So the Mishnah says, Rav Meir says, that whoever needs to enter water, Midrabanan, So let's talk this through again. If, let's say, if I'm Hashemi, Midrabanan, if I were to touch Kachim, now that we know that Kachim can go all the way to the VE, so if I, the Sheni, touch Kachim, number one, what does that become? A Shlishi. A Shlishi can make Kachim even a Revi. So why do we call that Tuma? We don't say Puzzle. Whenever something is Tame and it can also give off Tuma, we call that Tame. So I can make Kodesh Tame, and if I touch Truma, I'm a Sheni. Truma could become a Shlishi, but there's no Revi'i by Truma. So I can only passel, that's the words that the Chachamim used, Truma. 
However, umutter bechulin, I am allowed to eat chulin, and I am allowed to eat meiser. These are. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Now, clearly, you see from over here, if I would have the power to be mitame chulin, to be mitame, if it would be a shlishi, I would not be allowed to eat chulin, because we'll see that the chachamim, even though there's nothing wrong if chulin becomes tame. See, truma that becomes tame is terrible. You can't eat it, you have to burn it. There's nothing terrible if chulin becomes tame, but the chachamim did not want for foods that are tahar, even if they're chulin, to become tame. These are the words of Rav Meir. The chachamim hold that I am not allowed to eat meiser. Words of Amashani, I can't eat meiser. By the way, this concept was very much used in the Kalvo Chaymer that we learned in the previous daf. The fact that a tful yom could eat meiser. The Chachamim holds that a tful yom should not be eating meiser sheni. And as Rashi points out, but touching meiser sheni, even the Chachamim agree it will not make a tummy. Touching chulin, even the Chachamim agree that the chulin will not become a shlishi. So really, when we are proving from this Mishnah that Rabbi Meir holds that ain't sheni, oisah shlishi, bechulin, it's not only Rav Meir, it's really the Chachamim as well. They only argue regarding eating Maiser Shani. However, since we don't know who are those Chachamim, we don't know their names, so the Gemara quoted Rav Meir, but really we mean Rav Meir, and even the Barplukta of Rabbi Meir, even the Chachamim in this, ir- in this area, they hold that there is no Shlishin Baicholim. Good. So that is number one. Number two, Rabbi Yaisi, and this is why the Sugi comes in over here. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi, we know from Rabbi Yaisi that Chulun cannot become a shlishi based on what we just previous learned. What did we learn in the previous daf? We learned the b'rais of Rabbi Yaisi, that he learned that Kodesh can become revi'i from a kalvachaymer, and all of that was predicated from the din, that a person who is Tomei, Ba'av HaTuma, and they go to the Nikvah on the seventh day, and they become a Tful Yoyim. So we learn the Dinim based on Psukim, that then that person can eat Chulun, eat Maiser Sheni. They can't eat Truma. So we see from over there that Truma is one notch more susceptible, more sensitive to Tuma than Chulun. Chulun at Truma Yeh. Now after it gets dark, after head of Shemesh, if the person still has to bring a Kapara on the eighth day, so the din then is, truma yes, but kachim not. So kachim is one notch even more sensitive than truma. And now, what was the whole kalvachemir of Rabbi Yaisi? That since chulen can become a sheni, kalvachemir, truma should become one level more. Right? That was the beginning. That was on Daf Chavtas Amadalov. And then based on that, Rabbi Yaisi took it to the next level. Now that truma can become a shlishi and not a revi. But Kachim is even more sensitive, so Kachim can even become a Revi. Says the Gemara Gavaldik, the Im Isay, if Rabbi Yosi would have held like Rabbi Akiva, which is that Chulen can even become a Shlishi, so your starting point, if Truma is one notch more than Chulen, if Chulen can become a Shlishi, then the Kalvachemir should have been used to teach you that Truma is one level more, can become a Revi. And once you have Truma Revi, then Rabbi Yaisi, Tanya Rabbi Yaisi Oimer, who made a Kalvo Chaymer, Kachim from Truma, should have said, well, if Truma, if Truma is a Revi, then Kachim can become a Hamishi. And no one, they didn't say it. That's because the beginning point, Chulin, can only go as far as a Shani. 
is going to be speaking this rabbinic law that if a person eats foods that are tamay, they acquire tumah, midrabanan. By the way, midrabanan, we'll learn this in Kachim. There was one time that midrabanan, a person through eating food, will become tamay. And again, there's a big chiddush to that because midrabanan, the lowest level, the weakest level of tumah that a person can acquire is addition. We also learned that foods can never be an av, not foods, nor kalim that cannot be kashered in the mikvah, nor klicheres. It means even if they were under the same roof as a tmei mace, as a mace, as a mace, so the mace is an avia voice, and it gives of tumah by foods, it doesn't go down a level. Because the logic is, like we learned, you know what could become an av hatumah? Something that can also give off tumah from itself. So a human being that through being a zav or a zava, they themselves can become an av, even when they are not, their bodies are not producing tumah. If they have contact with the aviyavaisa tumah, they become an av. Foods cannot become addition. So the level of tumah of foods begins with, foods cannot become an av. So the levels of food can only be addition. A person, Midoiraisa, cannot go lower than Arishan. So, really, the rule will be that a person, Midoiraisa, can never become Tame from food. That's Tame. However, the one case will be that when you have a kosher bird type that became an Avela, either it died without Shechita or the Shechita wasn't a kosher Shechita, if a person, God forbid, ate it, when a person swallowed it, it's metama, the person, and the clothings that they're wearing. Midoiraisa. That's an exception. But the rule normally is, again, that midoiraisa, food cannot make me tummy. However, the Chachamim said that if I eat food that's tummy, midrabanan, I will become tummy. And now there's a machlaikis tanoim as to what level will that affect me. So reads the Tran. If I'm going to eat food that's in the level of Rishon, I become a Rishon. And the eating has to be, not a Kezayis, but a Chatzipras. That was the Takana they made, one of the Yutchas Devarim that they made in the addict of Hananya ben Chizkiah ben Gorin. If a person is going to eat food that is in the level of Shani, he becomes like the food Shani. If a person eats a Shlishi, person becomes a Shlishi. And by the way, eating a Shlishi is problematic. Why is it problematic? What foods can become a Shlishi? Truma, that we all accept. Truma, that's tame, has to be burnt. Now, sometimes a person can do the terrible sin of eating it, but the stama, when the Chachamim spoke about if a person ate a Shlishi, they were speaking about a case where there can be foods that even though they're not truma, they can be a shlishi anyway. We'll get to that in a moment. Rabbi Yeshua says, unlike Rabbi Eliezer, ha'oichel sai oichel rishen, or oichel sheni, the chachamim who made a takana that the eater of a half a pras becomes tamay will only become a sheni. That is where Rabbi Yeshua disagrees with Rabbi Eliezer. However, if a person eats a shlishi, and look what he says. So what did Rabbi Eliezer says? 
Simple. You become the level of the food that you ate. Here, Rabbi Yeshua says, on one hand, if I ate something terrible, Rishon, says, more tame, I only become a Shani. But if I eat a Shlishi, then I become worse than a Shlishi. So if I'm later going to touch Kachim, now let's work it through according to Rabbi Yezid. If I were to only become a Shlishi, then if I were to touch Kachim, then the first Kachim that I touched becomes a Ravi, and that's the end of the line. So I would only... Paisel b'kodesh says Rabbi Yeshua, Sheni b'kodesh. If I touch kodesh, you know what the kodesh becomes? Becomes a sheni. Sheni b'kodesh means that I am a sheni for kodesh. So what does a kodesh become? Take that back. The kodesh becomes a shlishi, and now this kodesh can be metama one more kodesh. However, that is only said when it comes to kodesh that I am a Shani vis-a-vis Kodesh. But the ain't Shani but Truma. I'm not a Shani for Truma. If I would have been considered a Shani for Truma, then I would have touched Truma. The first Truma that touches me becomes a Shlishi. But since I ate a Shlishi, so for Truma, I only become a Shlishi, like Rabbi Eliezer. And if I'm only a Shlishi, I cannot be metame Truma. Now, the question is, both on Rabbi Eliezer and on Rabbi Yeshua, what food is shlishi is the food that I would eat? If it's truma, I would never eat it. So they speak out, and here it's obvious that they hold that chulin cannot be a shlishi. If not, the solution is, I ate chulin, not shlishi. They, they said that if a person who had chulin, who made a hachlata, who made a resolution, that they will treat all of their food on the same standards as one treats truma, right? That was what we learned at the end of Chagiga, that the chulin shenasu al tamas truma. So let's say I'm a kayan, and I want to make sure that none of my truma becomes tummy. So how do I do that? The standard of carefulness that I exercise in my residence, in my home, I treat all of my foods as if everything is truma. And that is like a fence, so I'm going to be very careful, even if I'm only ashamed not to t- touch any foods, so I will never touch truma as well. Now, this was something that was relatively common. And if a person took upon themselves to eat their chulin altaras truma, then the chachamim then allowed for their truma, for their chulin to become as susceptible as truma becoming a shlishi. And that's the case that we're talking about. So I ate chulin, that's a shlishi. And by the way, then there's nothing wrong with me eating it. Now, in first the Gemara, altaras ha truma, if a person decides to eat their foods on the standards, on the level of truma, in that is where once chulen could become a shlishi. But altaras hakoidish, by the way, other people had, the, had a gear that she brings down, so that implies that if a person didn't make such a higher standard, then chulen stam cannot become a shlishi, that's a raya. But here we're saying another din, that if a person were to make a decision to eat their chulen, even on the higher level, I'm going to apply the levels of kachim to my chulen, being that, that that was something that very few people did. So there's a concept in halacha called batla daitoi eitzel b'nei adam. You know, it's my unusual practice is so, uh, is, so, is so little practiced that it doesn't affect the food. And then my foods will not only not become as susceptible as kachim, they won't even become as susceptible as truma, and they can only be asheni. Loi. Ah, so since we say batla daitoi, and like Rashi says, ve'en devar of klum, so chulen al taras ha 
doesn't higher, doesn't up the, sen- the sensitivity of my food. So it remains like Chulun Stam. And what is Chulun Stam? Chulun Stam cannot be a Shlishi. So here you see another Mishnah that says that Chulun cannot become a Shlishi. Alma Kasava Rabbi Yeshua. And again, the truth is it's also Rabbi Eliezer. Right? That Ein Sheni Oise Shlishi Bachulun. Gavaldik. Next, Rabbi Elazar. How do we know that the Tana Rabbi Elazar, right, which is normally Rabbi Elazar ben Shemua holds that Chulin cannot become a Shlishi, the Tanyam, Rabbi Elazar, Oimer, Shloshton, Shavin, all the three food categories, meaning Chulin, Truma, Kachim, they are all equal, that Harishain, when they are on the level of Rishain, so then. Sheba Kodesh, Sheba Chulin, Sheba Truma. If food is addition, Chavra. Chulin food, that's addition. If it touches Kachim, what does that Kachim become? Shani. If that Shani, and, and that is called Tame, because it's Tame, it can give off Tuma to Kachim. If it, that Kachim touches another Kachim, then that other Kachim becomes a Shlishi. That's also Tame. And if it touches at a V, then it makes it puzzle. So that Metame Shnaim, by Kachim, right, it goes to Shani and to Shlishi, and they're both called Tamei. And then the fourth one is only called Pasal. If food is addition touches Truma, what does the Truma become? A Shani. Truma, that Shani can make Truma Shlishi. So the first food becomes Tamei. Because it's Tamei, it can be Metamei. The second one is Shlishi, Taka Pasal, but we don't use the words Tamei, right? However, if you have foods that's chulin, that's addition, what's the most it can give off to chulin? Only once. Because chulin, not like Rabbi Akiva, clearly can only become a sheni, so it can passel chulin. Now, really, here also Rashi points out that the chachamim that disagree with Rabbi Elazar, they also hold that chulin, that's tamay, can only be poisel echad bechulin. Because ein sheni oisah shlishi bechulin. The difference between the Chachamim and Rabbi Elazar and this Brais or maybe Mishnah is that, look at interesting, the Chachamim hold that you know when Kaidish can become Revi when the Rishon was already Kaidish. If the Rishon was Chulin and that Chulin touches Kaidish, sheni Kaidish. If that sheni Kaidish touches another thing, it becomes Shlishi, but it can't go further. That where do we say that there's a revi'i bakaydish when the rishon was also kachim? But that's not relevant to our discussion here. So again, it's not only Rabbi Elazar, it's even the Chachamim that argue with Rabbi Elazar. They hold that ain't sheni oisishlishi ba'cholin. And now the final Tana, Rabbi Eliezer. And to learn the following Mishnah. Let's speak out a few words of very important introductions. There's a great mitzvah called the mitzvah of taking off challah. Mitzvah of taking off challah is connected that when there's bias kulchem, which means that only when all of the Jewish people enter at once in the land of Israel do we have midah eraisa, the mitzvah of taking off challah. That happened only bizman by Yisrishin. Bizman by Yisheni, even in the land of Israel, taking off truma was only midrabonim. It's good to know that. Another detail. Huh? Taking off challah. Taking off challah, we'll explain to you what that means. Challah is connected to how we enter the land. Interesting. 
regardless whether in Eretz Yisrael the Chiyuv of Chala is Midar Eraisa or Midar Abanan, taking of Chala and Bechutz Laaretz is like another than Abanan, and that's because Shaloi Tishtakach Toiras Chala. There are certain mitzvahs that the Chachamim said should be practiced. Chutz Laaretz, Midar Eraisa, there's no obligation there, but we shouldn't forget the mitzvah of Chala. What is the mitzvah of Chala? That whenever we make a dough from any of the five biblical grains, wheat, barley, oats, spelt, and rye, now, let's go now to Truma Mido'eraisa. When the amount of dough, meaning the amount of flour, if you're starting off with a volume of 43 and a fifth eggs of flour, that is the minimum amount of dough. If we are in Eretz Yisrael, Mashiach is coming right now, and there's going to be a bias kulchem, and chala will go back to din taira. So the amount of dough that we separate is not like we do it today, since it's only midrabanon. So there's no sheer how much chala you take off, right? So when we watch, right, our mothers, right, it's a mitzvah on everyone. But you know, you make chala and you take off. They take off any amount, and it's also burnt because it's tummy. We're all tummy. Now chala is just like truma. We're learning now that truma can become even a shlishi. Which were to mean that even if we would not be Tomei B'Tumas Meis, even if we wouldn't have been an Av, simply by having Yadayim that Ashniyah is touching the Chala, would make the Chala not kosher for a coin to, to eat. He will have to burn it. We burn it to begin with. Now, we don't take off the correct shear because since it's only Midrabanan, there is no shear. You make a dough, take off Chala. By the way, to make a Bracha, you have to begin with the minimum volume of flour. So there is a shear to make a bracha. Even though it's Medar like many other mitzvahs Medar Abbanan, you say, Asher Kedishonam, Vitzivanu, like we learned, Leisasur, Sha'alavicha v'yagetcha. Okay. Now, Midar said this is the rule. A balabas who's taking off chala has to take off one out of 24. That's the percent. That's the amount. A nachtoim, a baker that's taking off chala, gets away with taking off half of that amount. He takes out one from 48. That is the amount that needs to be separated to be given to the coin. Now again, when that chala is tar, the coin eats it. If that chala becomes tummy, then the coin, uh, the coin has to burn it. Now what were to happen if a person is separating chala from a dough that's already tummy? So the chachamim hold it depends. If the person was metame the dough, bemezid, then we're going to say, your balabas, you got to take off echad from 24. Ay, it's going to be burnt, so what? Your balabas, you take it off one from 24. If the dough became tame by accident, since the dough is going to be burnt anyway, here is where we allow a balabas to only take off the sheard of a baker. Makes sense because it's going to be burnt anyway. So take off one from 48. You made the dough tamay bemezid. They penalized you. How did they penalize you? Take off echad michav dalit. And on this comes the great Rabbi Eliezer. And he says, nah, much more than that. If the owner was metame the dough bemezid, he's not going to get away with taking off a larger amount because still the coin won't be able to eat it. The Rabbi figured out a way for a person to be able to separate dough that's tahar for a dough that's tummy. Now, 
when a dough was made all together, if the dough was made together, and when the chiyuv was chal on the dough, when it was mixed with water, it was of that minimum amount, 43 and a fifth eggs or more, even if later that dough was separated, and a person says, oh, I didn't take off challah, you can take off challah from one of those doughs for that whole batch because it was made together and the chiv was chal together. But if you made a dough separate, dough aleph, dough base, if they were not made together, and each one has the minimum shear that, that brings upon them a chiv of challah. So like this, if I took off challah of dough aleph, so dough aleph is already freed from the chiyuv. I cannot take off dough again from dough aleph on dough beis because ein toirmim minaptur ala chiyuv. This is already exempt. That's mechuyev, right? Someone whose potter cannot be moitze the chiyuv. But if they're both still in the level of chiyuv, if they are mukaf, min hamukaf, Rashi interprets mukaf, means not only they are near, but if they are touching, even though they were made separately, if they're touching and they're both still mechuyiv to take off dough, then I can take off from one on the other. So if the shear for a balabas is echad michav dalit, I can take off from one dough, double that amount for this one and for that one. So says Rabbi Eliezer Herzachim, you have a person who made a dough tamay, or even the shaygik. Why would you allow the person to take off a smaller amount because it's getting burned? No. Take off challah for the dough that is tamay from a dough that's tar. But they have to touch. Now here's the problem. If they're going to touch, both doughs have to touch. The master dough, the master doughs have to touch. So now the problem is going to be if one of those doughs is tamay, again, challah is susceptible like truma. But before you take the challah off, there's one svara to hold, even though there's challah in it, but it's still considered chulen. So Rabbi Yezid figures out a genius idea how to be able to make min hamukav without being metama the other dough. So you have the dough that's tamay. I'm not taking off challah from the tamay dough. I'm taking off challah from the tar dough. So Rabbi Yezid says, make a bridge. How do you make a bridge? You take a piece of challah. Take another dough. Take a piece of shtickle dough. That dough should be smaller than the size of a kibetza. What's the magic of a kibeya? According to everyone, food that is tummy can only give off tuma if it has the size of an egg. If it's smaller than an egg, really, according to the Rambam, it cannot even become tummy. And even Lashita Sarashi, that it can become tummy, it cannot be mitamay because it's that little. So you have doa tummy, you have the dough that's tar. Put a piece of dough in between them that is smaller than a beitza. So let's go, let's work through it. The dough that's tamay, let's say, is addition. Like we spoke out, foods cannot be common enough. So the highest level is addition. So it touches the bridge dough. What does that bridge dough become? A shani. The shani cannot be metame the ashlishi. I in that though you're taking off challah, and when you take off the challah, then the challah will be in the same level of truma, and it could become a shlishi. So number one, the dough in between is smaller than an egg. So even if after you separated the dough, they're all still touching somehow, the bridge dough cannot give off truma. And then we're going to learn in a Braisa that Rabbi Yezer says that the bridge dough itself can also be the size of an egg. 
Because at the end of the day, the challah that's tomei is max arishin. So even if the bridge is an egg or more, so that taka becomes a sheni that could be metama, but it cannot be metama chulin. And as long as you're, before you separate the challah itself, you take the bridge away, you have nothing to worry about. Let's read it inside. The Tran we learned, Rabbi Eliezer Oimer, Gavaldik Chalash, and he tell us, Don't allow a person to give a smaller amount of challah when it's tamay, because the kain can't eat it anyway. No! Figure out a system where even though you, this piece of dough is tamay, the kain is going to get challah that's tar, that he could eat. If you have two doughs, so what do you do? You will do the actual separation, not from the dough that's tamay. You are going to separate it from the dough that's tar. Now, if you already separated from the dough that's tar, now this dough is already a potter dicker dough. So you can't take off minaptur alachiyuf. Make sure that the tar dough is not yet farchalid. It's not yet exempt. And ah, you have to have min hamukov, which means they have to touch. So says Rabbi Yezer, v'noisen pachos mikebeitza be'emtza. Make a bridge. Take a, a little piece of dough, and it's going to be smaller than an egg. Again, l'shitas l'kula alma. It cannot give off tuma. And now you have the Kedai Little Minamukov. Now you resolved it. The idea makes it like one dough. The idea makes it like one dough. Kavaldi. Half a star. Or and from the total amount, what is the one from twenty-four? Which which a balabas has to give to a coin, take it off from the dough, that's tahar. So the, the coin is not gonna lose anything, he's gonna get a dough that's tahar. So what are you telling me that if it was bemazed? You penalize him. If it's Bishoygig, Kitake gets to take off a smaller amount because the coin has to burn it anyway. No, give it him Tahir. However, turning the Ahmed, that Lamed Ahmed Beis, the Chachamim do not allow to make this bridge. So therefore, the Chachamim, again, they differentiate. Take if it was Bishoygig, give him once from 48. If it was Bemezid, so then the person should let him give one in 24, but the coin has to burn that Chal. And more than that, we learned in Abraisa that Rabbi Yezid actually said that the bridge doesn't even have to be smaller than an egg. It can even be the size of an egg. Now we'll speak out soon in a moment what will be, what's, what's the difference between the Mishnah and the Abraisa. But now, says the Gemara Savrua, we here understand that Idri Idi side, Rabbi Yezid in the Mishnah, that says that the bridge has to be smaller than an egg size. And the Eid inside, Abeli Yezid, as he is recorded in the Braisa, that says that the bridge can even be the size of an egg. What was his logic? The dough is a rishon. The dough cannot be more tummy than rishon. Foods are not a via voice. Foods are never enough. So max, it's a rishon. Now, even though... Chala, like truma, can become a shlishi. But both the Mishnah and the Braisa hold that chulin, hatavulin, lechala, loik, chala, dummy. Before you separated the chala, we viewed the dough as chulin. So it can only go down max until a sheni. And the difference between the Mishnah and the Braisa, the Gemara here is not speaking out, but the difference will be that the Braisa makes sense. Because, listen, if you put an egg, the egg will take become tame, that can be metame. But metame what? It's only a sheni. Ain't sheni, oise shlishi. 
So there's no problem if the bridge has an egg. The Mishnah will hold, Rashi gives two reasons. Number one, as we'll see in a moment, we tried not to make chulen tamay as a sheni in Eretz Yisrael. And even though there's no option, you got to make a bridge, but maybe Rabbi as we had him in the Mishnah held, if you have to make chulen tamay, make lesser of it tamay. Or another reason why the Mishnah said, Rabbi said, to use a bridge less than a beya, because you might separate the chala and physically take it out before you take the bridge away. Now you got a problem, because chala, now that you separated it, now it's like truma. Now that can become a shlishi. So if the bridge to begin with cannot be mitame, that's why machmer leave the bridge less than an egg. Now what, what will be the chachamim? So my love, why did the chachamim don't allow that system? That the marsava rabbi holds ein sheni oisish shlishi b'chulen, which is why make a bridge. Omar Savar, the Chachamim hold, Sheni Oisishlishi Bacholen. Now, I, you can ask, Rashi says, well, why wouldn't the Chachamim allow to use a bridge less than a Beya? Because even if Sheni Oisishlishi, so that Isa, that's Tomei, is addition. The bridge becomes a Sheni. But if the bridge is smaller than an egg, it cannot make that, the, the other dough from which you're taking off Chali Tomei, yeah. But they were afraid that you will, might accidentally make a bridge in the size of an egg. And then you're going to be matama, the, the large dough as well. So they made a zatakana, don't make a bridge. But at least Rabbi Yezid holds, that's the final proof, that ain't sheni oisah shlishi bachulin, says the Gemara. You want to know something? Not only does Rabbi Eliezer hold ain't sheni oisah shlishi, even the Chachamim hold ain't sheni oisah shlishi. Aye, why are they oisrim? We'll give a couple of options. You know, it's Rabbi Kiva's mamish adas yachid. And the halacha is not like it. Perhaps that the chachamim hold that since challah is going to be taken out from the Isa Tahira and it's still veer, and challah is susceptible to tumah like tumah, challah can become a shlishi. So until challah is taken out, we view the entire dough a dough that has in it challah that could become a shlishi. And again, therefore, don't make a bridge. And again, like Rashi speaks out, I, if the bridge is less than an egg, it cannot be matama, true, but they were afraid that you might mistakenly make a bridge that is the size of an egg. Umar Sover, however, Rabbi Yezer holds, like we said, that loike challah dummy. And as long as you say, I'm taking off challah while the bridge is there. But before you actually take it off, you break the bridge, you're good. I'll tell you more than that. Even the Chachamim hold Lafka Chalodami. However, and everyone holds the The only issue is like we just spoke out that even Rabbi Eliezer, according to the Mishnah, holds the bridge should be less than a beya. Why is that? One of the reasons Rashi brings is because we don't want to be metama chulin. Even though there's nothing wrong if chulin becomes a sheni, you can eat it. But we want to, we want to, we want to prevent ourselves from doing it. So therefore, Rabbi Yezid will hold, if you have no option, at least make a smaller amount, Tommy, less than an egg. The Chachamim say, I have a better option. Don't make a bridge to begin with. And don't do this. And takabi separate the chalat Umar Savar, however, the, the Rabbi Yezer holds that for a valid reason, not stam, but for a reason, muter ligrim tuma l'chulun shebaretz Yisrael.
Umar Savar and the Chachamim hold that Asur, Ligrim, Tuma, Luchul, and Shuberet Yisrael never make a bridge, not even smaller than an egg. Bimafresh Chala Tameya, Beshoigig Bimezid, one from 24, one from 28. Gavaldik. So we were Zeichan now to learn a Sugya in Kachim. And now we're going back to one of the other boy bayoims that we had in this Padik in the Mishnah. What was the next boy bayoim? That on that day that Rabbalazim and Azariah became the Nasi in Kerem Biyavna and more Talmidim entered because we didn't need for all of them to be Toicham Kebaram and because of the influx of Talmidim they came to certain conclusions that they were unable to come to until that day. And in Parshas Masai at the end of Chumash Bamidbar there is a mamish, there is a contradiction from one Pasuk to the next. So in Pedeklamet Hey Pasuk Hey, it says that the Migrosh, the open space that needs to be left for the 48 cities that were given to the Levim to live in, have to be Umadoisim Alpayim Ba'ama. And the Pasuk goes through all of the four directions. You have to leave 2,000 Ama open. And in one Pasuk before, it says Elavama. And on that, we had a Machlekes between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer. Exactly. And what was the machlekes? That Rabbi Kiva said that 1,000 ama was the mitzvah of migrosh, open space. 2,000 ama has nothing to do with the open space. According to Rabbi Kiva, tchumen, and not only tchumen, even the smaller shir, which we halachically consider that for sure, only midrabanan, Rabbi Kiva held that's midoy raisa which means that Shabbos and Yantiv, we cannot walk outside a city more than 2,000 Amas. So the Titus Pasha telling you, measure the 2,000 Amas for people to know the shear. You can only walk until there and not more. However, Rabbi says no. says no, that 1,000 Amas is taka open space, and the other 1,000 Amas, Larashi. If I'm not mistaken, Larambam, the other 2,000 Amas, is Lesodais Ulekramim. So when the Levim were given cities, aside of the 48 cities that they were given, really we needed to give them a lot more land, either, either 2,000 Amas or 3,000 Amas. One is just open, and one, whether it's the second thousand Amma, or every single of those 48 cities, or if it's an additional 2,000 Amma, it's Sadus Ukramim, says the Gemara, but my Kumifligi, Mar Savar, Rabbi Kiva holds Tchumen is the Oiraisa, which is Taka why he uses this concept to reconcile the contradiction. However, Mar Savar, Rabbi Yezabinoi, holds that no Tchumen is not Midoraisa. So the Umadoisim, Alpayim Amma, is not about Tchumen. Midoraisa, there's no issue with Tchumen, or like we learned in Shabbos and Erevin, that are those who hold that, that there is a Tshir of walking on Shabbos, Midoraisa. But that was the whole Machna Yisrael. Not 2,000 Amas mid Rabbanan, and this Pasuk is speaking about 2,000 Amas. So what is this Pasuk speaking about? As we learned in the Mishnah, that Lusada is Ulukramim. You get the words of the Gemara. Omar Savat Chumanaz mid Rabbanan. Okay, next. Tanda Rabbanan we learned in Abraisa. What was the next thing we learned in the Mishnah regarding the Shira Sayyam? We're going back to Samagadet. Boy, Bayoim. And that's it. And that day, Darush Rabakiva, Bishosh, Olu Yisrael, Minhayam, did when we were coming out of the sea, Nosnu, Eneyem, Loimar, we put our sights to say the Shira that we say every day in Davening. And you have the Anaf Yosef that says beautifully, Why are the words from our sage, Nosnu, Eneyem, Loimar? 
What's the meaning they put their eyes to say? So he brings down the Medrash that we all know that when the Malachi Hashadis wanted to say Shira, the angels wanted to praise God. And Hashem told the Malachim that my handiwork is drowning and you're coming to say Shira. But we did say Shira. So we had the Enim, the Enaim goes on our minds. We had the Seichel to sing out to God, not because our enemies were being destroyed. It's Taka that we needed that. But for that, you don't have to make a Shira. We were singing Shira because we got saved. So Hashem did not stop us from singing because we had the Seichel to sing for the right reason. And the Kate said, Omru Shira. And the question is, how exactly did it work? So here we have really a three way Machlekes Tanoim. So the first opinion is when you have a person who himself is obligated to read halal if that person is leading the congregation in prayer. And the din is that when there's someone being moitzi others, if both, if the one who is being moitzi is himself a mechoyev, we just had that in the halal, then because of the concept of shoimeya ka'ina, if you, for example, you bench loud, if I hear you benching, I'm yoytzeh, I say amen. But there's a concept of shoimeya ka'ina. But that's only if you are obligated like me. Now, if there's a katan or an isha or another person that's not obligated in the mitzvah of saying halal, then even if they were the only ones that knew the nusach, so we use them as a tape recorder, but there, there's no concept of shoimeya ka'ina. So the first Tana holds that the Shita was said like an adult reading halal. Now when the adult is leading the halal really, no one has to say anything. But being that we are very enthusiastic, we are excited to ourselves say the halal. So the way halal used to be recited during those days is that the capital Kufiyat Gimel, right beginning with that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, abdei Hashem. You know what everyone, everyone answered? Hallelujah. Everyone said hallelujah. And by the way, the Rama makes it clear that when they began the next capital, you know what happened? Says the Chazan, responds the congregation, responds the congregation, hallelujah. And as the Rambam says, that the congregation used to respond 123 times, hallelujah. But in every beginning of a paragraph, that beginning only, the congregation responds with the words of the opening. Yechap. And as the Marsha says, according to this Tana, that says that the same thing was, according to Rabbi Kiva, that says that this is the way we said the Shira. The Masha says there was also a Rashi Prakim in the Shira. In other words, Ashira Lashem ki goyoy goa, Ashira Lashem. Suzvarachvidomabayom, Ashira Lashem. Moshe Rabbeinu was the Makre, everyone answered Ashira Lashem. But when he said the words, Mi Kamoicha Ba'elam Hashem, everyone said, Mi Kamoicha. Mi Kamoicha Narabakoidish, Ashira Lashem. So that's the first Tana. That's Rabbi Kiv. That Moshe Omar Ashir Hashem, and they said Ashir Hashem. Moshe said Ki Goy and everyone said Ashir Hashem. The second opinion, Rabbi Eliezer Benoish, Rabbi Yisrael Glili says, no, it wasn't said the way an adult 
is reading the halal, but it's kikotan hamakri as a halal, when he halachically cannot be moit to the congregation, and if people then without sedudim didn't know it, they heard him, but they needed to respond every word. So halaluka, halalu avdei Hashem, everyone said halaluka, halalu avdei Hashem. Halalu eshem Hashem, halalu eshem Hashem. He eshem Hashem evoyrach, he eshem Hashem evoyrach. So the same thing was in the Shira. Moshe said, Oshir Hashem. He said, Oshir Hashem. Moshe said, Kigoye Goa. They said, Kigoye Goa. Susvarachoi Ramavayam. Susvarachoi Ramavayam. That is the second opinion. Comes along Rabbi Nechemya and he says, No, I'll tell you how it happened. That it is Kisoifer. A Soifer means a school teacher. And it was common that the Klikoidish also used to be the Balit Filon. So the school teacher who used to lead the congregation, how do we lead the congregation? Hapoides al Shma Bebesaknesis, Hapoides says Rashi, Poides Lashin Proisachag, Lifne Hachag, how do we daven the bracha is before Shema? So we begin with Barakat Hashem, right? With the, with, the, with, the, with the first bracha. Now, what is the function of a chazan? These brachas everyone knew. And everyone said it together with the chazan. What did the chazan do? He set the pace of tefillah. So actually, it's not that much the way, at least the Ashkenazim, the Baltfila, he finishes off the end loud. The chazan was to begin it loud. Everyone should know what part of davening he's saying. And then everyone joined the chazan together. There was even a greater unity in the singing of the Shiram. Shuhu, the chazan is Pesach Tchila. He only opens Baruch Hashem. And the moment he begins those words, everyone oinin achraf together with him. So Moshe Rabbeinu Taka began, Shiro Hashem, the moment Moshe Rabbeinu opened, everyone sat together with Moshe Rabbeinu. But Michael Mifligi, what's the machlekes? What's the underlying of the machlekes? And here the Gemara is saying it has to do with the interpretation of the psukim themselves. And as the Mishnah spoke out, that what was bothering Rabbi Kiva was why does it say Lamer? Vayoimru Lamer? Lamer normally means Hashem is telling Anavi words that he should repeat to others. Over there, we were all there, and we all said it. So what's the Vayoimru Lamer? Sarabakiva holds Lamer al Nulsa Lamer is the way he interpreted it. Kigodoil Hamakri Asahalo. That's the Lamer. People, Moshe Rabbeinu said basically the whole, the whole uh, Shida by himself, and people only responded, Ashida Lashem. And one time, Mikamaycha. That Lamer means are called Nulsa Vemisa. Fakert. Lamer means what it always means. Everyone repeated after him, and they repeated all the words after him. However, Rabbi Nechemia Savar, it says, Vayoimru Leimar. Vayoimru means the Amur Kulu Bahadi Hadadi, that they all said it together. Leimar, Pasach Moshe Bereisha. Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that opened it up. And there's a Sicha and Chelek Lamadalaf, where the Rebbe explains that there was a tremendous revelation of Achdus Yisrael during the moment of Kriyas Yamsuf. And Achdus Yisrael is affected because we are all included in the Neshama of the Nasi. In other words, our bittel and inclusion in the leader of the Jewish people is what affects the real unity amongst the Jewish people. So the, uh, so the first Rabbi Kiva held, if our unity, our achtos, is because we are included in Moshe Rabbeinu, so Moshe Rabbeinu did, said the whole shirah. All we did was we responded after the Nasi. 
Rabbi Eliezer Benoi holds that's not enough of Achtus. Because Achtus has to mean that since we are all rooted in the Neshama of a Tzaddik, even when we are outside of the Tzaddik, that Achtus is revealed on, in us when we are on our own level. So in other words, Moshe Rabbeinu said, and we responded after him. So there was more involvement in our speaking. Rabbi Nechemia holds even more than that. He holds you need to have Moshe Rabbeinu opening up because who will reveal in us our real soul unity, the Nasi? Because the unity comes because we are all part of the Neshama of the Nasi. But the Kayach of the Nasi is, is that once he inspires that, everyone together, there's a real togetherness. There wasn't Moshe and us, we all together said the Shira. We learned in Abrais that Darash Rabbi Yosi Haglili that Bishosh all Yisrael and Hayam when we went up from the sea again the same Russian Nasnu a Neim Leimer Shira we set our sights to sing to Hashem the Kate Adam Roshira how did we sing it so he says that you should know it wasn't only the adults that were singing but even the Oilel even an infant. Mutal albirkei imoi that was resting on his mother's lap, on his mother's knees, or even younger, tinoik is even younger than an oil. A suckling who is yoinik misudei imoi, who is nursing, kivin shoroas hashchina, when they became aware of the presence of the shchina, the shchina became revealed. So oilol hegbiat savari. That oil lifted up his neck, and the tinoik that was nursing, he stopped nursing. And they all said, This is my God, and I will glorify him. This is the meaning of the Pasuk and Tehillim. That and even Yoinkim, you have established your might. And as the Rishonim point out, that might means, amongst other things, Ozi Vizimras Yutke. There's an oiz which is connected to song, that even the oilim and the oinkim, they were the ones that were singing by saying, Zekei Levian And says the Gemara, Hoyer, Rav Meir, Oimer. Rav Meir added, Rav Meir always said that wasn't only the oil and even the yoinik, it's even less than that. Minayin shafilu ubarim shebemei iman, even a fetus. Even they said the shira. Shinamar as it says, daflamadalev, dafkeil, that that amongst the kehila within the congregation, Barhu Elikim Hashem Shem Adnai, that we all blessed Elikim, we best Adnai, and you know who did it? Even Mimikoid Yisrael, not from the source of Israel, but even those who are in the Makkad, even those who are in the womb, they also joined in the Shira. I in the parentheses, how how can you say the word Zeh? Zeh, the word in Hebrew, this can only be said when Marabed's boy, they, they couldn't see. They were, they, there was a, a machitza, their mother's stomachs. So, that their mother's stomachs became to them, and here we have these words, and as we touch these words in the Bar Mitzvah Maimer, like a fagreserum gloss. Aspeklaria Hamayiri is the Lashon Chazal to point out the difference between the Vuas Moshe and all the other prophets. That all the other prophets, whatever their seeing of godliness meant in these words, they saw it not through a Aspeklaria Hamayiri, not through some type of magnifying glass, or not through some type of clear glass. Moshe Rabbeinu saw it clear, or the way we touch it correctly, through a magnifying glass 
that this was the level of prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu, that you know who had that, even the Ubarim Shebimei Imoin Givaldik. Stop over here, Emirates Hashem to be continued.